Now the first point of the Tanya, of the Shariq of the Munah, was about Yesh Mayayin. Because it's Yesh Mayayin, has to be a Salvas B'chol Rega. Because Salvas B'chol Rega, there could be Ashkacha protests, there could be miracles, there could be communication between Hashem and the world. All the things that the Apokotsam deny are predicated in their assumption that creation is Yesh Mayesh. Since you believe in Yesh Mayayin, you believe it has to be every second, and therefore they're all wrong. At the same time, we have a second point. And the second point is that there has to be the hisalmos of the kechapel me'anifa. We're not allowed to see the Eibishter. Because if we would see the Eibishter, we would plot. So here on the one hand, Hashem is so involved. And on the other hand, the nature of his involvement if it has to be in such a way we shouldn't be able to see him. And he gave us the Moshe from Eir HaShemesh. And then he added Nacha Kvetch. In the Moshe of Eir HaShemesh, the way the Shemesh is able to function, the way the light of the Shemesh is able to function because it's outside of the Shemesh. When it comes to the Abish, the Abish is all over. And since the Abish is all over, so you cannot say the reason we exist is because the Devaravai is over there. The Devaravai is right here, is right here. So we have a new problem. The problem is if the Devaravai is right here, so how do we exist? In other words, in the Marshal, the sun is over there, the light is over here, so the light of the sun has an identity. In the Nimshal, the sun would be the Devaravai, the Nimshal would be the creation, but they're in the same place. So the Alter Rebbe finished, paid a gimel with the words, He finished off in the middle of a sentence. It requires a Hagdom. And the Hagdom is that the Eibishter could do two opposites. He could be here and not be Begili at the same time. The sun is over there and the light is over here. The Eibishter could be here and yet we should be Chutzliyetz. Paid a Gdalt. The Pasuk says, That the two names of the Eibishter, are analogous to Shemesh Omogin, to the sun and the sun's shield. Pirush. It means like this. Magin, who, what is a shield? Not to Klishemesh. The sheath around the sun. Lahogin. To guard. That creation should be able to get the light of the sun in a constructive way rather than in a destructive way. It says in, When Hashem removes the sun from its sheath, the are punished with it, and Tzadikim, of course, are Rewarded, So the sheath diminishes the quality of the light of the sun. We should be able to receive it in a constructive way. And by the way, you should know that in the Nimshal, in Kabbalah, the Nartik Hashemesh makes it Eir Ameir. If the sun didn't have a sheath, the sun's light would be dark. Because the sun is an etzim, and etzim is built in Mizgala, built in Mizchalk, built in Mizpashat. The light of the sun would be Meir Ameir, also be black. And what makes the sun's light Eir Ameir is the Nartik. It's a Moshe for Tzimtzum There's two Mishalim, there's two ways Tzimtzum is explained. One is that it makes the light less, and the other one is that it makes the light shine. Otherwise, it would be choshuch. You mean Tzimtzumishin before the Tzimtzum? Right, exactly. Tzimtzumishin, which before Tzimtzumishin, makes it should be Eid HaMeir. But in any case, the Nartek HaShemesh reduces the light of the sun. So now, let's first translate Havayin HaLekim. Havayin HaLekim means the Eibishter. But of course, the way it's explained in Kabbalah, it goes on the different spheres. So Havayin is a sphere that represents the idea of Chesed, as you're going to see soon, which he calls Hagodl. Elakim is a city which is represented in Hagvura, which he calls Hagibir. But Chesed doesn't mean kindness and Gvura doesn't mean strength. Chesed means giving and Gvura means hiding. And you should know that Hashem, 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 these two things are one and the same. Hanartik, like the sheet. Megan by the Shemesh guards against the sun's light, it shouldn't be too strong. Megan, the the divine name of Elakim, conceals of the Shemavaya Baruch. Now, here he explains the meaning of the word Shemavaya. The explanation of Shemel Akim is going to be advertised, um, advertising it now in the beginning of Perik Vov. So he's going to explain both Shemes. But the Vayal, explains only Shema Vaya. The Shema Vaya Pirushi. How do you translate the name Yudkei Vovki? So we know, it says in Hasidus, that there's three translations to Havaya. The highest translation to Havaya is called Shem Ha'etzim. 
to him of the Ebishter himself, which is discussed in the Hemshech Shvuas Reish Nun Vav and Hemshech Pesach Reish Nun Zayin from the Rebbe Rashab. The second translation of Avayet that goes in Eden Sof, which is discussed in a lot of places. One of the places where it's discussed by Aruchash Mehagodol is in Pesach Reish Samaches. Okay. Here he gives the third translation of Havaya. Not Havaya Etzim, not Havaya Eden Sof, but Havaya Taka Malchus. The Shem Havaya Brusha Shem Akel. The lowest concept of Shem Havaya, that it creates everything. The way Elokus comes down to be a creator from everything to create things from a non-entity into an entity. The three letters Hoive denote creation. Vehayud, and the letter Yud, Meshamesh Salapiola, indicates the proactivity, action. Shibolosh and Hoive Vetomad, it denotes present tense and constantly. Eev used to do this all of his life. Every day Eev did the same thing. So the word Yaasa means this is what Eev was involved with all the time. So the word Yud makes it that he did it once. Okay, so the Yud denotes constancy. And the same is true, the Yud of Havaya means that Hashem is creating every single second. Vahayu in other words, Hainu in other words, the same thing we had in the first two Prakim, the Dvar Havaya, Hachayes, Anishpa, the life that flows, each, each instant, Bechol Abarim and all the creations, Mimoitza from the source of Pi Havaya, the words of the Abish, the Veruch in the ear of his mouth, that is called the atheist of the Asfarim Amores, that, the Mahava Asim, that makes them come into being, Mi'ayin from a state of non-existence, relation to a state of actual actual existence every instant it's not sufficient to them that they were created once upon a time in the six original days of creation to continue existing in the, on that basis we discussed in chapters 1 and 2 but rather his has to be that's the tight Shemavaya Shemavaya is the proactive power of Hashem that creates now here's how you have to look at it Shemavaya means the words of Hashem it's the lowest madrege of Shemavaya the words of Hashem this Havaya would actually be called in other places but here it's called Havaya but what do you know about this Havaya every second is proactively creating the world now if creation was done only by Shem Havaya you know what happened every second Havaya would be creating the world but the world would know that Shem Havaya is creating them and you know how, world, how real the world would be I'll tell you the world would be as real as the light of the sun is inside the sun which is real or not it's negotiable, depends which political, political party you belong to. I mean, it wouldn't be real. Hawaii creates a world and the world doesn't exist. Just like the sun creates light and light doesn't exist. Napagula doesn't exist because it's Kalul B'Shemesh. So you need a Lakim. So what's the Pshat Lakim? Lakim is not creating. Lakim is letting Hawaii be successful. Or so you would think. Hawaii is creating everything. Lakim just says, okay, I'm not going to let you see yourself. We're going to discover in Tanya, the way the Rebbe explains it, the Rebbe Zogizunzan explains it, that Elkim is not simply letting Havaya succeed. Elkim is actually affecting the creation. But in the meantime, let's just say that Havaya is creating the world. Elkim is helping him. But the Rebbe leaves the translation of the Shem Elkim to the beginning of Pei But what is Elkim doing? It's allowing Havaya to succeed, that the world should feel like a world, rather be like the light of the sun and the sun. So he says, Vihine, I want you to know something. Elkim is not a small situation. It's equal to Havaya in its potency, its power, and its necessity. When we praise, we, the Teda organizes the praise of the Abish, the Pasuk says, Right? He says, He could really say, because it's also a Pasuk. I mean, a Chulu could be the Lashna Sidit. If we want to look at Luach Atikin, it's Lav Dafke. Let's take a peek. 
so when he finishes, I think Abishwab and Levi says to him, one of the Tanaim says to him, No, so now you think you praised the Abishtad enough. The more you praise, the more you've insulted him. You want to praise God, keep quiet. You want to praise Hashem, keep quiet. So why do we say God Because David Amalak said it and Daniel said it. That's why, because it's Psukim. We would never create our own praises for the Abishta because it's never adequate. And of course, the reason David Amalek uses these praises is because it's corresponding to the Sfidis. So, Hagad Lagib of we do say about Hashem. We don't say Ha'ametachazaz, like Adela, Izuz, Ha'imut, all those other things, because once you're starting to use your own words, you're never going to finish, right? You can't, can't succeed. But Hagad Lagib is Psukim, so we say it. So Pirish Hagadl, the translation of the word Hagadl is Himidis Chesed. It's the act of kindness, which is the expansion of life, all the worlds and the individual creations in those worlds that are beyond counting and without beyond purpose. They should come into being from a non existence into an existence. And the way they are sustained is with undeserved kindness. Hashem makes us be. And this meat of the Abishta's kindness, which is an infinite power that creates, and it creates with an undeserved act or an undeserved measure of kindness, is called Gedula. It comes from the greatness of the Abishta in his honor and in his essence. And this means Midas Chesed of Atzilus, Bepashtus. Okay, Kigodla Deshem, the Abishta is great. His greatness is beyond being able to search. And it is this infinite. Gdula, which is called that creates all of the various creations. And as a result, this power of the Ebishad infinite Gdula is also giving a flow of life to affect the creation from a state of non-existence liation to actual existence to worlds and creations that are beyond the limit. The nature of the Ebishad's taifa, nature of the chesed is to be kind. Since his chesed is infinite, it's reflected in an infinite diversity and an infinite complexity of the Abish's creation. This is called chesed. And this chesed is the same Devar Avaya we had in Pedagal and Beis. Hashem creates the world using words. How many words? An infinite number. How many creations? An infinite number. Why? Because it's an act of chesed. That's it. That's called Avaya. It's called Agoda. The Shia we're going to learn tomorrow is going to explain Agibir. And the point is you shouldn't look at Alakim as being some kind of a, a technical assistant. Chesed is creating the world, and Gavud is just letting the world be. No, 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 no. Gavud is an equal partner with Chesed, as we'll see tomorrow in Mitzvah.